Good morning, the Sheds in Cowboys Nation. I'm Mike Fisher, your trusty and trusted reporter on the Dallas Cowboys. This is the Fishbowl. That is the star, a top 10 takes from a magnificently entertaining blowout win for the Cowboys again, uh, this time against the Giants again, and we will walk you through with our top 10 takes. We are loaded for bear all day long here and at CowboysSI.com. We can't possibly fit all of our thoughts into one telecast. So stick with us all day long, and uh, we will keep you filled up with your Cowboys goodness. Get in, get on, be good. Bring something of intellect to the table. Only three slappies allowed per program, and away we go, item by item by item, as we review a crazy by the numbers cowboy victory red white and blowout get it thank you item 10 good morning cat the bounce back boys dallas is now an nfl best 11 and 1 since 2021 following a loss I'm not going to do a bunch of, um, you know, Mike McCarthy arguing here. We are going to do the Bill Belichick show coming up, uh, maybe fish at six tonight. Jerry Jones is not obliged to be fair when it comes to what he does at head coach. He usually has been uh, more than fair, like erring on the side of fair. But he gets to do whatever he wants with the head coach. He's the boss. But we should probably be a little more responsible about it and give credit where credit is due. This team doesn't lose two straight games under Mike McCarthy, like almost ever. In games after this year's three losses, they come back and are 3-0 and with a combined winning margin of 70 points. Cowboys were stopped in fourth and goal, oh, red zone, on their first drive, went three and out on their second drive, and then Texas Coast offense. That's right. The T-shirt is hot again. It is now the number one T-shirt in the Uncle Fish store. <laughs> you can get into the store with the link below. Fourth and goal, red zone problem, three and out, uh-oh problem, and then, boom, eye-popping individual stats, eye-popping team stats, and a cakewalk victory against a team that admittedly doesn't belong on the same field as them, but Mike McCarthy, in winning the game, not losing two straight, and blowing out a bad team, did exactly his job. And I'm going to sidebar this on Belichick, and then we'll file away for tonight. Watching what's going on in New England the last couple years, not the last 25 years, that counts to the last couple years, where they're really bad and lost. You sure you want him? You sure he makes you better? Item nine, speaking of better, better you best, CeeDee Lamb after the game says, I'm the top receiver in the NFL. Diddly diddly dink. What? Well, 
Uh, he now, I mean, this is NFL record stuff. 10 catches, 150 yards, three consecutive games. That doesn't happen. Uh, what he's done in franchise history and what he's done in NFL, it, this is NFL history. It's funny about CeeDee Lamb, and we know him a little bit. He's not a braggart. He really is just stating this matter-of-factly. Uh, I'm the best receiver in the NFL. And he made it look so easy, and so did the quarterback, the MVP candidate quarterback. It was like it was like they were just running pat and go. It was so easy. CeeDee Lamb, candidate for best receiver in the NFL, the numbers, Dak Prescott. Item eight. I've talked about AT&T Stadium a lot. I love it. It's not a pit of hell for the visitor. It's something else. Maybe it intimidates the visitor because of its exquisite beauty uh, and its Gene Jones art and its comfy chairs and its wide corridors. Or maybe the football team is just good. Cowboys have won 12 straight in Arlington. At home, 4-0. Margin of victory at home, 20, 35, 23, and 32. Now, we've pointed out they are they are not the same on the road. And old friend Jason Garrett will tell us they're not the same on grass, outdoors, on the road. But for now, the Dallas Cowboys are the NFL's best home team. And the stadium has something to do with it. The quality of the football team has something to do with it. The coaching has something to do with it. So do the ownership, and guess what? So do you. Good on you. Item seven. Obviously, game script has a gigantic impact in some of the stats. So, you know, you can, for instance, look at Saquon Barkley, and he, he just wasn't a factor. He's their only good... He's their only... He'd say he's their only good player. He's their only difference-making player yesterday. Maybe a little Thibodeau. He's their only difference-making player on the whole roster yesterday. Jay Williams, $10 pitch in. Insane that certain media outlets claim that CD isn't even a number one receiver. It's, and Richard Sherman's no dummy. But even smart guys can be wrong. He's just wrong. And he was wrong when he said it a month ago. Snipes, now we got to find a way to play at home in the playoffs. Not bloody likely. But wouldn't that be something? Big Butt, update on Lewis injury. He's our weak link. Uh, $2 pitching. Yeah, I would say that, that the trickle down of Trayvon Diggs' season-ending injury isn't about Bland who now has 10 interceptions since the start of 2022, that's the most in the NFL. The trickle-down is that Jordan Lewis is a little too often overmatched, and we will uh, keep you posted. We've got uh, Big Mike this afternoon at 2.30, by the way, and we'll have more on uh, injuries and whatnot. Uh, by and large, Cowboys came away, uh, obviously, pretty good. 
in that department. Item seven. So what I was saying about the running game being taken away, all, all that. Mozzie Smith made a tackle in the first quarter. This is not, you know, you, you won 49 to 17. So there's not many negatives here, and I'm not trying to be negative here. Maybe this uh, circumstance, blowout, then you play the Panthers, then, then uh, I, I don't know if you're going to, I don't know what you're going to do against the Commanders. Because the Commanders, Sam Howell, it looks like they have a little something at quarterback. Fifth round, second year guy. Uh, and he's putting up numbers. And effort. And they're rallying behind him. So we'll see. But it would be nice for Mozzie Smith to get more snaps now. Because you're going to need him. But speaking of stats, we're, we're doing all the good, big, fun, fat stats. We're just going to point out here that the first-round draft pick uh, in nine games now has four tackles. Item six. The NFC East, I mean, last year, the Giants made the playoffs. The Eagles went to the Super Bowl, and the Cowboys were damn good. That was that. It, it's hard to even watch those Giants now. And and fair, how did they, how did they go nine seven and one and win a playoff game? And Brian Dable was named NFL Coach of the Year. And now there's a lot of heat on him. Oh, I know, I know. It's McCarthy that's going to get fired and replaced by Belichick. I don't know. Maybe we should replace. I, I, I mean, I'm not advocating the fire of anybody, but maybe we should have conversations about firing the guys that are two and eight, not the guys that are six and three. Um. By the way, when we do the time management thing on McCarthy or every other coach, Ron Rivera, oof. I try to tell you, every team, every coach does it. Belichick does it. Andy Reid does it. How many times is Andy Reid going to let his punt returner field a punt for no reason inside the five yard, not the 10, not the 20, the five? The Chiefs do it all the time. It's hilarious. Um, Bill, Pars uh, uh, Bill Belichick. He's not managing games in a way that would suggest that he's the greatest coach of all time. Not if you watch closely. And Brian Dable, who knows his way, he knows his way how to run a sideline. He wastes a timeout on a challenge on a Brandon Cooks catch that was clearly a catch. Uh, defense sets up after a, this is Cooper Rush, right? Uh-oh, Cooper Rush threw an interception. Cut him! Drag him! We only do that to Dak. When Dak throws an interception, they have to cut him. When Cooper Rush throws an interception, we somehow say he'll be he'll get better next time. Weird. You're weird, America's teamers. Uh, first down, Dallas eleven yard line. After the oh, that was after an interception of Dak, uh, and 
they they get they get nothing. Uh, first half, Tommy DeVito, hey, ran 22 plays and got 27 yards and one first down. That was that was the JV. The NFC East, she ain't what she used to be. Item five. Uh, I've met former President George W. Bush. I don't know him. I've met him. Uh, I find him to be charming, politics notwithstanding. I do know people who know him very well. And the first thing that they all say about him is how funny he is. Yes, like Tommy DeVito. Funny like I amuse you. Funny like I'm a clown. I'm here to make you laugh. Yes, like that. He's funny. He's like, he's funny on the golf course. He's funny in the at dinner. He, he's funny. He goofs up the coin flip. Come on, Curious George. He flips the coin. They give him the coin to flip, and before anybody can call heads or tails, he just goes ahead and flips it. And then... Uh... Hold on. And then, and you got to watch, you got to see it. He's like, he's not, he's not trying to bother acting presidential at all. He's chagrined. He's embarrassed. And he's self-effacing. He laughed at himself. Good. Item four. Uh, locker room afterwards. Brandon Cooks. Offers up a Bible, a biblical quote or two about waiting for the harvest. And it was highly appropriate. Seven catches, 104 yards, and a touchdown in the first half. <laughs> did he really, did he finish nine for 173? That's what I've jotted down here. Now, could he use that last week? Last week against the Eagles, 28-23 loss, caught just one pass for seven yards. Is that Texas Coast offense? Is that Dak? Is that McCarthy? Is that the Eagles are that much better than the Giants? But, but would it be great? Somewhere in the middle, somewhere in between that, on a consistent basis. Don't need 173 every game. Can't have seven any game. Don't need nine catches every game. Can't have one. Somewhere in the middle. Item three. Uh, always a privilege and an honor to be present for the salute to service stuff in the NFL. Veterans Day weekend, of course. Cowboys break out the rare red stripe helmet. And as uh, you old timers know, they debuted that during America's Bicentennial Celebration 1976. Wore it in a blowout loss against the Broncos in 2021. I uh, did it last season against the Colts and blew them out. Uh, red, white, and blowout. I I really like it. I think I think the red stripe just looks great. Um, but I also like the special nature of it. By the way, sidebar: uh, Marsh's father, Shane who is a fighter pilot uh, for the U.S., of course, um, flying to Korea over dark foreign oceans 
in the dark with barely any direction in the plane to do his thing. We like to say fearlessly, but I bet you it wasn't completely fearlessly. I bet you it was quite frightening. Uh, one of so many heroes that that we honor uh, this weekend and continue to. 94-year-old Shane, uh, who never says a word about it. Never says a word. Josh B, Uncle Fish Premium, $9 pitching. Fish, any update on Leighton Vanders? I don't think it's going well. Uh, I, I, uh, we know him. He, I'm sure he's doing everything he can. I, I don't get, uh, I don't get a sense of optimism there. Uh, a bunch of you guys are bringing up Rico, and I, I'm proud to say I was wrong. I think it was uh, uh, the Dallas Morning News suggested maybe we'll see more Rico, or maybe the Morning News is saying we should. Deal. And they did that. And maybe now increasingly, maybe uh, Rico gets a spin at goal line carries, at red zone carries. Maybe. Gene Bryant, Leighton Vanderesh is done. Yet yeah, Gene always here for a sizzling hot opinion based on absolutely nothing. But I appreciate, Gene, you throwing in your two cents. We couldn't do it without you. Factually, because I have to do my job different, Gene, than you do your job, factually, when I find something out factually about Leighton Vanderesh, I will let you know. Item two, garbage time. Again, not a criticism, just an observation. Uh, it's 28 to nothing. It feels like it's 82 to nothing. The Cowboys could have played every day until Christmas and not scored four touchdowns against this defense. Uh, we get to this first possession of the second half. Cowboys defense forces a three and out. And Prescott throws 11 more passes in the quarter. Up, up, and by that time, Cowboys are up 42-7. to seven. I don't know when the right time to say, Dak, CD, Micah, come sit down. I don't. We all know that 30 minutes of garbage time uh, comes with an injury risk. We know that. The only thing I can do to, to, and this is how I end these debates, is I go back to uh, our lot of conversation with our old friend Troy Aikman. And we used to talk about this a lot. And, and he'd go, it would it'd be me, Aikman, and Richie Witt. And he'd go, Fish, you work all week to try to get there. And now you're there. And you want to take me out? I want to. I want to enjoy it. I want to be in there and be a part of it with my guys and enjoy it. I get it. I do. Uh, but if you're a cowboy fan, you also breathe the sigh of relief when you looked out there and saw, oh, there, there's there's that eighty three. Oh, there's Deuce. There's a that 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 was good too. They. How about letting them enjoy it too? That's fair, isn't it? And finally. Item one. I've already seen a lot of people try to be dismissive 
of, well, it was only the Giants. And when we do that, and I don't mean you guys, I mean those guys, dozed off. The cake is baking. It's almost time for the frosting. Uh, the the four-game numbers on this offense and Dak, Dak's four-game numbers are MVP numbers. In fact, really, his nine-game numbers are MVP candidate numbers. In the last month, nobody has played quarterback better than Dak Prescott. Nobody's played quarterback better than Dak Prescott. Um, and the running component, he's got 17 carries for 90 yards and two touchdowns in the four games. So the running component is part of this thing as well. We always talk, we, media and fans, how did you possibly lose to the Cardinals? Don't You can't. You overlooked the Cardinals. And they kind of admitted that. And, Roger, you're right. Dak's on fire. Let's see you do it against the Eagles, the 49ers. The, all true. But we can't have it both ways. We can't yell at them saying, how dare you overlook the Cardinals? Don't do it to the Giants. And then they beat the Giants by a million to nothing. With help, by the way, from... Michael Gallup, shout out to Michael Gallup, yes. Carlito, anyone who says the Giants win is not big as idiotic. It's a divisional win, very important. Right. We can't have it both ways. Felix, I'm not going to be satisfied until this team performs like this against a playoff caliber team. Not Again, not arguing with you. I'm just saying what you have in front of you now, which is some of us want it both ways. We want to get mad at them when they take the Cardinals likely, and then we don't want to give them credit when they don't take the Giants lightly. Not everybody is going to beat the Giants over the course of eight quarters, 89 to 17. Not everybody. Not all the teams are good enough to do that. Your team is. Uh, if, if you're having your letdown concerns, you got Carolina this week. Uh, so so that that will be, believe me, that will be a talking point this year. There, Carolina is right on pace with this team. Uh, and also, problems in the locker room, questions about the direction of the franchise. Uh, they were going to have a, a fan. This is funny to me, and I'll close with this. On Sunday, they were going to have a fan march. We deserve better. We deserve better. Guys, you have a brand new coach. You have a brand new quarterback. You got rid of the racist, sexist old owner. Um, and I'm not sure what a public march is going to do. And then, for whatever reason, I would like to suggest apathy. They called off the public march. The public march was scheduled to go down like Mint Avenue or something, probably right by Billy Graham Parkway. And it was scheduled for, I believe, noon Carolina time. And I, I, I'm thinking about this. I'm going, not that many people are going to show up. There's not that many people that care about the Panthers in Carolina. There's not. Nor are there many people who think that 
protesting in the streets is going to do anything. And then most of all, had they had the march at noon, like I'm thinking, why? I wonder why they scheduled at noon. Well, because NFL games on the East Coast start at one. So you could have your march, have it end in 59 minutes, then turn left into a bar and go watch football. That's why they almost had a march and then didn't because of, I'm going to call it apathy. Don't be guilty of the same thing, Cowboys fans. Uh, there'll be no march. Maybe there'll be a parade. Fish. Oh. The Fish Report is a production of DSP Media for Fanstream Sports. You can hear The Fish Report and other great programming at fanstreamsports.com.